What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We officially got the UFL rules. We got roster cuts. The game ball. All that and more on episode 77 of the UFL podcast. One, two, three. Oh! back everybody to another amazing edition of the ufl podcast i'm the ref representing pro football newsroom the leaders in spring football news and boy oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy do we got a big week for you we got rules. We talked about the rules. We talked about what they thought, what it looked like they were going to be, what we thought they were going to be, but now they're official, so we're going to go over that. We got the official game ball along with a new UFL shop, so we'll be talking about that. And, of course, roster moves left and right as we get closer and closer to UFL training camp and, even more importantly, UFL kickoff. But before we get into the fun, I'm joined, as always, by my man, Zach Kalman. How you doing today, my friend? I am having a good day, and I am, uh, I'm getting almost, as we were behind the curtain, we were a little overwhelmed just putting in the notes together because it's just kind of crazy. Some of the stuff we almost missed because of how much has been kind of dropped out this week, either on the league's end or on roster move end type of items. So uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing very well, um, getting more and more into the... Uh, I think into in season mode. I know we're like right on the edge. Training camps around the corner, my friend. Like it, yeah. it's it's very close. <laughs> we're like yeah, yeah. right nearby it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about how that's coming up shortly. But uh, yeah, a lot of stuff on the horizon, and I think uh, we're about in full. We're about in season swing starting last week or so. And yeah, let's get going again. Love it. Mm-hmm. More shows, yeah. more fun. <laughs> and you know the cool thing is, the closer we get to the season, the closer we get to Springstock three. The biggest party of the spring, the biggest tailgate party. You're not going to want to miss it. Two-day event, March 30th and March 31st. So, you know, they say everything's bigger in Texas. Well, we're going to make everything bigger and better in Texas with a two-day spring stock three. Day one, naturally, we're heading to Arlington, Texas for the UFL 
kickoff where we're seeing the two champions, the Arlington Renegades, take on the Birmingham Stallions. And so you're going to want to be in that parking lot because the party's in the parking lot starting at 9 a.m. Central. 9 a.m. Central. We'll have details coming soon. We'll be working on a map to show you where we'll be partying. But come out for the show. Come and check it out. We'll be tailgating. We'll be going live. We're going to have good guests, good times, and giveaways. Thanks to our sponsor, Vintage Varsity. Is that what you were going to say? That was part of it. And we'll have the catch of destiny because one of you decided to challenge me on around the UFL's uh, own comments. And I said, you know what? We'll do it. Two feet in bounds. Just wait until March 30th. I'm going to prove to you I can get some acrobatic <laughs> catches going on. That will happen. We are going to make that part of the show. The Catch of Destiny is coming your way March 30th, some point during the broadcast. And if you want, I'll show you how to fumble a ball. That'll be me. <laughs> you can do that too. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that real good for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, hey, another reason to come out to Springstock 3, and that's just day one. Because day two, we're heading down to Houston. We're putting the swangas on the refla, and we're having a good old-fashioned tailgate. We're not going live, but we're going to be having fun. So join us down at Rice Stadium. Help us fill the rig for that opening Roughnecks game against the Memphis Showboats, which I hear we're going to have a lot of members of the Yacht Cub Yacht, Yacht Club traveling <laughs> from Memphis, Tennessee to join us. So whether you're there for the Roughnecks or you're there for the Showboats, you're welcome at Springstock 3 Day 2. And, I mean, we did a two-day event last year, but I feel like this year's two-day event is going to be even bigger, and it doesn't hurt that it's in Texas. We all love Texas. Everybody loves Texas. I that Texas barbecue. I'm telling you, mm. you keep, you've hyped it to me for a little oh. over two years now. I am ready. This and is, I know the place to take thing you. I'm ready for. There's two places in mind, and that's where we have the upper hand here that we didn't have in Memphis. In Memphis, we had to ask around. Ended up good, but we had to ask around. Here, one, if we can get the gas station guy, but I realized it's Easter on Sunday, so we might not catch him. I'll have to ask, but there is another place down the road that is just as good. It's just not in a gas station parking lot, which I think has a little bit of charm. But we'll, we'll make do. There is plenty of good barbecue around. It is Texas, the best barbecue in the world. Uh, to go along with Springstock, the biggest and best uh, tailgate party that you can experience this year. Third year, too. I mean, my guide. Yeah, I, for real. I, I never thought we'd make it to three years. Next year will be four. And then huh, next thing you know, it, we're going to be at five. But join us for the trilogy. Like I said, with giveaways, vint- uh, Vintage Varsity which I, my bad, I got to get the shirt design over to them. He's working on shirts. There's going to be limited giveaway because it is a two-day event. So mm-hmm. we have to sparse them out. So there are some for the second day. So make sure you come out to Spring Stock 3 early, 9 a.m. Central on the 31st and probably 9 a.m. Central on the 30, uh, on the, either way, Third. around 9 a.m. Both days. Around 9 we'll, both we'll days, We'll get you yeah. some details. We'll get you some, maybe by this Saturday when it's officially six weeks away. Oh my goodness! Uh, it's oh my right. Goodness. My goodness! It is around the corner. That hard to believe. Hard to believe. Mm. Jesus, man! Uh, and we, yeah, but things are coming by really quick now. We got mm. a lot. Got a lot to talk about today. Might yeah. as well get into it and dive in. Um, hey, rule book. Let's hear yeah. about it, man. We got some official stuff going on now with it. Well, it's officially official. It's a, I think this is the fun part of having the bookend shows. We have the Monday show. We have the Friday show. 
a Monday show, I don't think the rules weren't official yet, right? And so we were going no, no. over what had been reported. Hey, and good news to report. It was all accurate. Hey, sign us up. Uh, but so we, we went over a lot of this on Monday really in depth. So if you want to go and hear, especially the rest of the PFN panel's uh, thoughts on it, go check out the replay um, in the channel below. It's in the same channel. Another reason to subscribe, yeah. click the bell. It builds morale. Uh, so we're not really seeing any surprises out of it, but I will say this. I will say this. They did put out the rule book in a PDF form. Thank you. And did, did you see? It's like 127 pages. It's over. Yes. It is. And it goes through everything, every detail, like minute detail, everything from what is the definition to a player, to an offsides, and in, you know, all of it. And I mean, you got to appreciate the the thought that went into something like that on, you know, what could be perceived as a minor league. Now, not to us, we're the people we're here promoting this day in and day out. But it's these little things, these little details that I hope would give the UFL a little bit more legitimacy to maybe the common fan. Now, how much is the common fan going to run into this PDF? Probably small, but hopefully for the few it makes that difference that says, oh, you know what? They are doing this the right way. They're actually looking at this like a real thing. You know, I'm going to check it out. And then when you watch it, you're going to say, oh, yeah, this is football. I like football. Well, now we got more football. Um, that's my initial thoughts on it. But I did love to see the extra work. And maybe that's in part of now we're seeing, you know, Dean Blandino and uh, the counterpart from the USFL come over together. And maybe even just having that extra leg work there is what's helping them, you know, put something like this together. I don't know. It seems like you're, you're in agreement. It's nice to see that. I don't think we've seen that before. Yeah. No, look, Mike, Mike Pereira and Dean Landino coming together as we've talked about. It's a good combo. You know, again, you're getting two of the best of the best uh, outside of NFL minds on officiating that, you know, have both interacted of course with the NFL and have been in top positions, but now they get to work independently and get to look kind of outside of the internal spectrum of football in the NFL and have been able to kind of structure things as they will over the course of really four years. Remember, Blandino was with the XFL in 2020, helped structure those rule sets at the time. And now they both get to kind of combine the best of their both worlds here. Um, and it's pretty nice. Now, again, we talked at length about this at multiple juncture junctions about the PATs and the kickoff setups and how that's going to be affected. Um, you know, we did look at the XFL punt. Um, we did one thing I will say, we did say an ATU was going to be at the 35. That was for a touchback for punts. Luckily it is the 25. So for those that are worried about giving too many yards, you do mm -hmm. get five, 10 yards back. I'm okay with that because we're not going complete full bore where it's just full yardage. If you will, I still am okay with the USFL kickoff, but it does bring up an interesting conversation that we'll keep hearing about. I think as the year goes, um, other things that came up to me, you know, kind of definitions on the replay reviews. It's a sky judge review. That's all you need to know. It's mm -hmm. at an outside location. Like all the other ones have been where Mike's been at like the Fox studios or Dean Blandino has been at wherever they stationed in the XFL. And I assume in Los Angeles, if I had to take a crack at it or actually Arlington, most likely because they are stationed there. Um, coaches challenges. I thought, you know, another one you got to catch on, they get one a game and it's for anything you want to challenge. So no restrictions. If you feel like it's something that was completely wrong and missed, you specify it. They go and take a look at it. I'm okay with that. Uh, overtime. It has its cons fine, though. You know, it, it has does. its cons because there's times we've seen at least where coaches challenge something that they maybe didn't know was already video reviewed at those points. That's I think the, they should at least tell part. the coaches, but you know what? Maybe, you know what? I take it back. Maybe that's part of the gamble. 
I, you know, I take it back. So, it's a pro. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to, so here's the thing. I'm actually going to use, uh, some of my expertise in the arena field on this one, because it's okay. interesting yeah. because in when I, when I was usually used to cover the national arena league and it might be different now, different ownership this year, by the way, um, they do the same thing. They basically let you challenge anything, mm-hmm. but here's the kicker, the way it worked. And I think this will be key for smart coaches those that have a little bit better iq on the understanding of the tv side of things because again the refs are going to rely on the television especially Mm -hmm. dean or mike whoever's in the booths during the games i'm going to guess that they're interchangeable since both of them are working on this Mm -hmm. uh i think that'll come into play if they know what the broadcast angles are going to look like you know yeah it's a little more free and outdoor ball but if you really believe that that angle was caught that's when you think pull the pull the trigger. A lot of times coaches think they see something on the sideline, they're going to throw the flag. Well, truth is, you don't know if it actually got caught on television, so we right. can't say something. A lot of times, you see it in the NFL. A lot of it is just inconclusive evidence that comes up. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. it kind of looks like it, but remember, it's 100% certainty. If it is without 100% certainty, rules aren't going to get called. So that one challenge, you know, if you have some good television IQ, that might be something that comes into play, but I w- I'm with you on this. We saw this in the USFL and even someone in the XFL. These guys don't really change anything. Uh, you have to be really lucky, it feels like, mm-hmm. to get a reverse call because otherwise these guys are on top of it all the time. It speeds speeds the game up a lot. You know? Oh, sure, yeah. The, the calls are basically correct every time, and if it's even, like again, gray area, Generally, gray area goes to the referee. They're going to defer to what was already called. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, tough decision. But, you know, hopefully maybe we see one reverse this year that'll be uh, pretty yeah. significant. Kind of hard to get past those watchful eyes from atop, uh, atop the video boards. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. I, 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 <laughs> I'm looking at, again, no curtains, guys. I'm looking at the show notes, and I realized I stole your point on talking oh. about it being a pdf so no I'm one of us was gonna say it that. i'll tell you what i i'm glad you brought it and just threw it in there because if we didn't i was gonna be like how could how dare you miss the no 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 uh look the other thing with the pdf so i'm i love that they did this move by the way because mm. a few people last year it was kind of small small contingent of fans mm. uh, in our pfn discord by the way link in the description uh they were talking about how you know the rule books are the rule sets are out there in the PBRs, but mm. finding the actual rule books, that's the thing. They don't always let them just kind of be widely available to the general audience. Uh, the NFL's you can go find if you want. There actually is a referee's handbook you can go find on the NFL's referee pages. But like outside of that, you know, a lot of times it feels like with these spring leagues, we kind of just put out the main rules and then mm. we let the audience assume because Generally, you're getting a lot of the diehard fans coming into this that are watching. We have the general audience assume that everything else is pretty standard to a certain rule set. Like you hear like sometimes, oh, we used uh, the college rule set for a basis on a lot of these rules. Here's the few that we changed. I like that they put a PDF in, and I think it's partially because they're merging rules. They mm-hmm. almost have to do it because not, now you have, have the diehard fans that are going, okay, I need to know like which ones you're keeping, you know? Right. Did you change certain wordage on certain key rules? Because now we've got two rule sets. Yes, they're very similar, but there are big components and certain pieces you got to twist around that they did change. And again, 
doesn't hurt if you want to make something accessible to fans. If maybe they want to, maybe they want to get into this league. You know, mm-hmm. maybe there's something they find in the rule set that uh, we'll find later that comes up as a surprising tool we can reference in a show. I have, I give thumbs up and props to any leagues that drop their rule book on because it helps fans if they really want to have an extra resource. Always give them the extra resource. Yeah, give them something they want. I like this move. It's yeah. good. The, the the two other versions didn't do it. I'm glad they decided. Hey, let's throw it out there. And I think yeah. it was almost they had to this time yeah and you know what it, it, it was a pleasant surprise because like you mentioned we hadn't seen this before i don't think there was an expectation to see it this time so seeing it is you know a, a nice nod to potentially the direction that things are heading with with the new league which as we mentioned training camp is right around the corner final cuts as we're talking about is kind of happening kind of not we'll talk about like the timelines involved in that right right uh, and then we have you know kickoff which you know is basically six weeks away basically six weeks away I, we're I gonna see believe. another new spring football league kickoff with a combination of you know the two leagues that we've all come to enjoy and love in the xfl and the usfl Man, that first game is going to be super exciting for that I alone. Can't. They really, I wasn't sure if they were going to give us that championship battle right away. I thought they might want to like leave it out to hopefully get some viewers for like week three, but no, 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 no. Going for the kill me. week one, God bless them. Sign them up. I love to see it. Mm. By the way, for those that want the rule book and just because we are saying it's available and you're like, oh, I, how do I search it? Well, pretty simple theufl.com rule section. And the hyperlinks at the bottom of the rules page. They do give all the highlights, but if you want it, it's right there. It's three clicks, or yep. it's two clicks once you get into the website. Really easy to get. So, and I'll make it two clicks for you. I'll make it two clicks for you. Okay. If you go to pfnewsroom.com and go under Ooh, more, you can go. look at UFL rules, and it'll get you right there. So, and actually, you. it's even one click, a hover and a click, a hover and a click. Are you getting that set up? Look, look at, at that. me. Look at me. Look at that. Nice. Nice. Which you should be checking out daily anyway for all of the course. latest news. I mean, we, Zachy boy covered the Super Bowl this year. And I mean, can we all say <laughs> we were right? It went into overtime. I wasn't sure, but the the Chiefs pulled it out. I that mean, is wild that actually happened. Though. Yep. Yep. Sign us up. It's I'd wild. love to see it. Nostradamus is the with, NFL. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll do this next year. I, Same you thing. know, I don't want to jinx myself, but I think it's been ages since I got a Super Bowl wrong, I even got the the Patriots losing to the Giants twice. Did you now? Twice. I called it the wow. first time. Okay. Maybe, and I'll say maybe it was more to be like, ha ha, yeah, they're gonna lose. I was right. A win's a win's a win, baby. I don't care. Uh, I need to start putting some money on these things. Um, so that's the rules. I mean, exciting. Like I said, we kind of had a good idea what it was. It, it's nice to see it official. There was a couple little, little differences from when we spoke last, so it's good to get those clarifications out. But now we have roster cuts, roster additions, all sorts of things happening acro- across the league because, like we mentioned, training camp's right around the corner, and in reality, the season is right around the corner, basically a month and a half away. Uh, but our good friend James Larson, who I'm sure you're all following over on on X at James Larson PFN, which you should be. I mean, this dude, I would say this, Zach, and I don't say this about many people. There was a time where I felt I was one of the top insiders in spring football. And I'm so glad that James has surpassed me in that. Uh, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I know things and I talk to people in this, but James is 
the guy. It's like, you know, the, not that I was his teacher, but like the, the student beating the teacher type of thing. That's kind of where we're at. So that's a good thing. That's newsroom. I mean, we're, we're building a good team over here. You're the, you're the Obi-Wan to the Luke Skywalker is what I'm hearing. Well, I mean, Luke's, I mean, Luke's been knocking out of the park. And when he posted the other day about his Twitter only being a year old, I'm like, bro, it's only been a year. Yeah. My he's guy. got, a, he's got a good, I mean, for stallions, mm-hmm. it's great for the community, for those Birmingham guys. He does a great job covering them. So right. Yeah. Some good folks over at PFN, a lot of great people. Yeah. And if you aren't following James, I mean, look, give him a follow and you should also put the, put the notification icon on because again, he posts on the regular and posts it to the point where we now, again, PFN discord, we share all his tweets yeah. on our Twitter feed because he gets updates just as pretty much as they happen. So you want any roster changes or any things that are being rumored or reported, like uh, something else we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, you kind of want to follow his page. He He's to us. We consider him the best insider in the UFL, by the way. Mm-hmm. So I'm he's not going to hold. And I, yeah, and I won't hold back on that. He, to me, is the best one in the, in the biz right now. So James just, Schefter uh, my own take on that. And one of these days, we're going to do a win a date with James on the on around the UFL. So stay stick, tuned, folks. Stick around. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> so speaking of Mr. Larson, he he put out a tweet. I can't remember if we talked about this Monday on around the UFL or not. But do you want to go over the details? What he what he had to say here? Uh, yeah, I mean, if anything, we'll, we're going to rehash it. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll just go into this. But basically. We have been waiting on the next step on possible cutdowns. So you'll notice a lot of the teams, and we talked about this on ATU a little bit, kind of after the supplemental drafts of sorts, a lot of these teams are over 75 players. Now, if you've seen any of the uh, upcoming CBA stuff for the UFLPA, or if you've been reading up on some of the notes, rosters this year, because of the merger, can be 75 players at the start of camp as the max. So what's happening right now, starting, well, this week, and actually as of uh, today, according mm-hmm. of what if James is reporting here, um, it's going to be essentially you're going to see cutdowns happen down to 75. So any of the signings that were brought in that are combined with, say, letters of intent players or players that were brought over from previous rosters, now coaches have to make the tough decisions to get that first wave of cuts down because training camp starts February 23rd. Players have to start reporting to Arlington, Texas, the 23rd and the 24th. So uh, Mm -hmm. you're going to see a lot of cuts start to happen. Some are already surprising, by the way, that have happened uh, earlier than the 15th, and we'll get into those a little later because I I do want to swing back to that because we got high-profile signings that are coming in that Mm -hmm. I think are making even bigger waves. But just keep in mind, you're going to see a lot of interchanging items, and those PR tweets coming from the UFL PR account are probably going to start getting larger on the pages and are probably going to be more frequent because teams have no choice. They have to start letting players go. So right, at some right. point, and, you have to do that. And, and I mean, to me, the most interesting part of this is is if, if a team has less than 75 players you know, starting today, the day before this episode comes out, they can still make additions all the way up until the 23rd, right? Mm-hmm. They can go all the way up until training camp, essentially. And I mean... Some of the names we're going to talk about here, you know, they haven't been in, uh, announced yet. It's reported, I mean, by a lot of different people that it, it looks to be happening. So maybe we're going to see some last-minute surprises here. Maybe it won't be a surprise because we're going to talk about a, a oh, couple of them. of them right now. But uh, hey, maybe maybe this is one of the surprises. And to me, it kind of makes sense why we might not have seen one of the announcements yet is they're they're kind of saving it to get 
some good PR going right into training camp. Hey, here's training camp, and we'll use this first one as an example. And by the way, A.J. McCarron is returning to the Battlehawks, potentially, reportedly. Now, I will say, mm-hmm. they say, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there seems to be a lot of smoke here. I've seen a couple things. I've talked to a couple people. I know James has talked to a couple people. And either, even other reporters in the in the spring football sphere, if you will, are saying that he's either signed or intends to sign. We saw earlier this week he requested his release from the Bengals. And, I mean, that already – I mean, that tells a lot. Him requesting it is, I think, the key part. Not that the Bengals let him go. Mm-hmm. He actually went and requested that release. Kind of is – the context there is very key. So that's something to keep – if he's requesting to let go, you, mm-hmm. you would think. You would think. Ties in with the reports. Now Dude. I'll say this when when the when the transaction wire came through and it and it showed Nick Teano didn't make the cut in St. Louis. I think that's when everybody said, "Oh, it's going down. AJ McCarron's coming." And then what do we see the next day? Brandon Silvers, right? So I think that may have quieted down the conversations, but I don't know. I I, I still feel like this is this is a reality, and this might be one of those last minute signings that we see at least on paper. Come for, you know, between now and the 23rd to lead us right into training camp on a high. Hey, MVP, he's back. You th- mm-hmm. you didn't think he was coming back? No, no, no. He's back, and he's here to make sure those Battlehawks get into the playoffs because it looks like the St. Louis is about to break even more of the XFL records uh, that they had set last year with their 30-plus thousand. Yeah. They're looking at 40. We might even see 50 if things get really crazy. I mean, it's going to have to get really crazy to get to 50, but it's not out of the question, especially if they come out hot and they're they're a playoff contending team, right? I I, I still remember week six. I was or week six or seven. I remember which one it was. I was looking to buy a ticket. That game was supposed to be a 50,000 attendance crowd against the LA Wildcats back in 2020. So if they can hit that, and I think it's it's possible. Now credit. This is the key, and we'll get back into this because I don't want to sidetrack too mm-hmm. hard. Some people actually talk that's a busy sports day in St. Louis. So they get 50K and have where it's like St. Louis. Have, you have St. Louis's own MLS team playing and mm-hmm. the Blues, I believe, are playing the same day. Uh, massive W, by the way, for that community if they can get that to happen. And things are opening up. So we'll, we'll talk to them that at future length as we get closer to the season because now we're going to start – you know how you and I are. So we like doing Ticketmasters, <laughs> Ticketmaster spying, yeah. <laughs> kind of just eyeball some things is all we do it. Um, but yeah, Battlehawks, big uh, big win because when we start doing and talking about rosters and power rankings and all that, a lot of people had bat- St. Louis's on the lower end unless McCarron does indeed come back because it feels like this roster does tie into who's behind center. Even Brandon Silver's being there, I almost feel like just boosted because he was a oh, starter yeah. And he, if you put him in the right system, he can succeed. There's a lot of talent at receiver. So mm-hmm. I mean, he started the season he, four and zero last he, yeah. year. Even if he has to play, and he is the guy, and this McCarron thing happens to somehow fall through, even though it doesn't sound like it will. Mm. That's a guy that already you showed last year. If you just give him enough talent around him, which again, Blake Jackson, Jacor Pearson, Harrison Butker, you know, Shepard's going to be in there from time to time. Besides returning. Mm-hmm. that's a lot of good talent you're going to be throwing to. He's got a lot of weapons. So even then, Battlehawks fans, you got a great – now you got a great quarterback core. Like that yeah. that changed overnight <laughs> real yeah, quick. Yeah, 100%. I know. Brandon Silvers, I, I'm actually – you know, I'm actually surprised we didn't see him end up with the Brahmas. 
I'm actually surprised because I know too. (laughs) I know AJ Smith was like hot on Brandon Silvers, so I'm I'm surprised by that. But you know what? Good for St. Louis. Sign him up. I would have taken him back in Houston for the Roughnecks. I mean, it's weird how it worked out, but I would have taken him back on the Roughnecks slash Gamblers all in rough them up whatever. Uh, I mean, either way you look at it, we're going 12 and 0. uh, But you know, I would have liked Silvers get that get that ring. You know, you're saying you're going 12 and 0, but this next mm-hmm. signing to me is the final infinity stone on my gauntlet. <laughs> Frank Ginda, last year's defensive player of the year in the U.S. If I mind you, it's been talked about a minute. He was let go by the Falcons. They were considering futures deals. Futures deals passed by in the NFL, and people were waiting. Was he going to come back? He didn't have a deal. Things kind of sorted themselves out, and voila. He's back, baby. Back yeah. on Mike Nolan's defense. That defense is stacked already. He, to me, is the final stone on my gauntlet. Yeah. We're going 12-0. Wow. Frank is here. I heavily believe we are going to be one of the favorites to win the USFL conference thanks to him and some of the offensive pieces people oh, yeah, aren't that's talking right. We're in about. the same conference. I always mm-hmm. the roughnecks thing throws me for such a loop. I know I we're know. in the USFL conference, but I you're like the, you're, it's you like that gamblers brain. on the mind. It's that brain correlation, and I'm like, I I keep thinking we're going to be fighting XFL teams, but no, 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 we're going to be beating up on the USFL guys, which is fine. I I mean, I already know what the competition looks like. I mean, Stallions, okay, you you had two good seasons, two good seasons, and that means one good season for us to smack you back down to where you belong, below number one, and actually, you know what? They can have the number one seed. Have it. I don't care. Mm. I want to be the underdog in the playoffs. You want, we'll you take want to be the, the upset number two favorite. seed. Okay. Yeah. The and then guy. we're going to wallop them there. We're going to do the inverse Arlington. And actually, if we can get into the playoffs with a three and seven record, I'll forgo going 12 and 0. How about that, guys? <laughs> Five and oh, seven. My. Five if and you, seven. If you thought up. the four and six talk was nuts <laughs> last year, wait till we get to like, <laughs> wait till yeah. they start three and seven going in. Sign oh, us Lordy. up. The defensive nature of the USFL conference that's here. Dude, Frank Ginda being back, I, I there's really, I mean, two high-profile linebacker signings, and we'll get to the next one shortly. But, like, I'm fanboy part of me, Frank Ginda. My God, thank God he's here because I I really want him back. Defense looked great anyway from some of the signings they got from the dispersal drafts and people that they have returning. But Ginda, far and beyond, was the best linebacker in the USFL last season. The dude is hungry. I'm expecting the same level of production this year. That is a win for the league in terms of a talent pool level. And for the Panthers alone, Mike Nolan, he's got to be just basically high-fiving everybody in that in whatever war room he's in when they got that call, or if he got a call, because he's just got to be stoked that his defense gets its leader back right behind it. And that was the mm-hmm. heart and soul of that D, too. Not just the, the arguably the best defender on that defense. That was the heart and soul of that defense, and he returns. Great pickup. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And it feels like that's a theme, heart and mm-hmm. soul. Oh, Funny, yeah. Because this next one, he did have. A year with my Chicago Bears, and I'm glad he had that time because he deserves to be in the NFL. But he's back, and uh, Floss Pick is going to be on the field wreaking havoc once more. I think it's a great segue to you telling people who's here. Yeah, so we're talking about Demarcus Gates, are we now? Is that Damn what we're right talking we about? Yeah, Floss so Pick, my... Demarcus Gates himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to brush up and uh, make sure <laughs> I, I was talking about the right guy. You know, we are. I don't like to cut these episodes, as you could tell last week when I accidentally dropped the f bomb, and I did leave it in on purpose, by the way. Uh, yeah, Demarcus Gates. I mean, this is a huge pickup for the uh, for the Stallions here. I mean. Uh, 2022 all usfl uh usfl champion naturally and then like you mentioned spent 2023 with the bears now he's back in in well with the stallions but in the ufl and you know what wouldn't doubt if we see him back in the nfl next year i mean uh, we'll, we'll just have to see how things play out but definitely uh stallions fans should be happy with that pick uh, and even we got a couple other uh, another stallions pick here. Carolina quarter uh, Panthers quarterback Matt Corral Coral. God, Matt Coral. And thank that, you. <laughs> this one has riled some feathers uh, because of it's a high profile pickup, by the way. Mm-hmm. Again, Coral's not too long into his NFL career. It was drafted in 2022, you know, was uh, basically brought in as a really highly touted recruit out of Ole Miss um, mm-hmm. had some injury issues coming out and yeah only has had two years in the NFL and now third round pick from the Panthers is going to be joining the Stallions and I think that's the bigger news mm-hmm. he's joining Birmingham right which already has again Jamar Smith is there you know who most people believe was going to be an easy pick or a pretty quick pick for the starting spot you know credit still had competition from Adrian Martinez who mm-hmm. high profile draft pick in the USFL draft last season and now you got, you know, and also Jalen Morton as well, who is a good backup. I don't want to dis- exclude anyone, but really, J- <laughs> Matt Coral. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because this discussion online, if you look online mm-hmm. and you see some people that I'm glad there's, and by the way, really glad I'm seeing a lot of new faces that are talking about this league. But a lot of people already that are like joining in this season on the UFL and kicking things off at spring football for their for the first time, a lot of them are picking Matt. They believe yeah. Matt's going to be the guy right out of the gate. And I'm like, you know, that's not even crazy for me to think. That's hard. That's a hard thing for me to swallow. Mm-hmm. But that's a huge high-profile name joining this league, and that's a big. That's an NFL arm that we've seen the uh, pattern of NFL guys that you know they're just looking for that next shot. They go into a league like this and they start you know throwing down some haymakers. You know, EJ Perry is one of the UFL USFL mm-hmm. examples just from last PJ year. PJ Walker from the PJ Walker. You know, McCarron, now credit much more season, but McCarron is McCarron, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and several others that have laid their path. That's not a crazy argument. Nope. It may, nope. To me, it makes the most camp drama at the QB position right now. And that's for a team that we think is the heavy favorite to win the USFL conference anyway. Well, says you, because we already know that the uh, Roughnecks are going 12-0. and But It's amazing the- how I can glide through my hype guy just straight into an analytical guy <laughs> without any... 
any remorse. <laughs> now, I will say this, though. This is straight out of Skip's playbook, right? This is nothing new, if you ask me. When we look at the Stallions in 2022 and the Stallions in 2023, there is a notable difference because each one had a different quarterback winning the championship. Both of them ended you know, with injuries That's at true. the beginning end of the season, forcing one of the others to come in and play. But you know what Skip did? He made sure in his mind there was no backup quarterback. There was two quarterbacks ready to play, ready to win a championship, ready to be just as competitive as any other quarterback that's going to be out on the field. And so a move like this, sure, it might bring some competition at camp, but it also brings a little bit of, you know, a little bit of uh, insurance, if you will, just in case anything happens. We saw it last year that at one point the Stallions had 14 injuries and they still went on to win the championship and only lose one extra game than they did the year prior. And it's because coach uh, coach skip knows how to find these guys, fill them in the right spot, whether you're starter, you're a backup to him. There is no difference. And to me, this, this pick kind of reflects that. Yeah, it kind of does. It's a very good point. You know, you are going to see, if you are going to get someone that's like an Alex Magoo that buys in to doing that too. And mm -hmm. I, I think when you're at this level, you, you know, you have to be humbled a little bit. I mean, you know, you're trying to get back up somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. Matt Coral, again, only two years in the league credit injury history did not help him going in and during his time in the NFL. Um, and I think this is part of his reset to try and give scouts a better evaluation of himself. Now that he's through some of those injury woes and, you know, his stock did get lost in value going into 2022 because of an injury that he suffered during one of, during the Outback Bowl that, mm -hmm. that previous that previous end of season. So I do think for him, I think he's a guy if he if there's any guy I would hope is like that, mm -hmm. it would be a guy like a Matt Coral or an Adrian Martinez, one of those two guys or Jalen Morton, one of those three guys that sticks around. I am fascinated to see who they keep because. I'll be damned if I see that if I see a team keep four quarterbacks going into training camp, but it'd be crazy. You know, yeah. what, what do I know? I mean, it all comes down to roster eval and who you think and where you think in certain position groups, you need to see more to finalize what you're going to have. But QB, I mean, unless he feels like that's needed, but like, I don't know. I feel, I feel awkward kind of saying who's going to be the odd man out here. Cause like, Coral to me is a guy that unless he completely has a terrible camp, he stays. Jay Mar, I think, stays because of the familiarity. Then we're going to be talking about Adrian Martinez and Jalen Morton. That's going to be mm -hmm. the bigger, a bigger one of the two conversations going on there. Who's the starter? Who's the last guy in? Right. And we'll right. talk about that as we go in through the next month. But uh, massive wire signing for the talent level. Again, the talent level. Some of these guys getting in. Mm -hmm. This talent level keeps showing out. And on our notes here, I think that our discussion self explains it. This is a win for the league all around everything yeah. this week that's been coming out. AJ McCarron reportedly coming back. It's sounding close by all measures. Anyway, it just needs mm -hmm. to be officially. And who out. knows? It might be you know, out by the time this comes out. So if we, it is, it could be you, you, just so you know where we're at. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just keeping you honest. You know how it works around here. All these people coming back are rejoining. You know, the town level in this league is indeed the best of the best for spring football. You're not going to want to miss it. This league's doing that right. You know, teams have it set up. I wish there were more teams for the rest of the guys that we do have to unfortunately let go. As we'll have to talk a few of the key cuts that I'm shocked by down here in a moment. But the overall talent, I mean, it's it's cutthroat for a reason, sadly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 
there's good quality guys every single roster. You yeah. know? I, I mean, that's no what happens roster. when you I have take no roster six... that I see as like lame duck because yeah. there are all LXFL, USFL award winners everywhere. Yeah, and this teams. is nothing against the Vegas Vipers or the Orlando Guardians or the season one um, uh, Pittsburgh Maulers, <laughs> but there's no teams like that in this league. And that's, that's I think, a reflection of what happens when you take 16 teams and merge them into eight. You know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The UFL is pitching themselves as the premier spring football league. And it's hard to deny. It's hard to deny with the level of spring talent that they've that they've managed to keep and put out on the field. And as we saw with the USFL last year, that season two was super important. There was there was less of that time, right? We always talk about there's about three weeks for these teams to gel. And I would right. wager we don't see a lot of that three weeks here because still more or less these eight teams are collected of a lot of the same players that played on those teams last year, but with additions like the top players from all of the other teams that ended up not making the cut. And what'll be really interesting is the mid season moves as injury hap as injuries happen, there's going to be a huge, huge pool of guys just kind of ready to go in that were possibly even in training camp because as we stated, you're going into training camp with 75 this year. You're cutting yeah. down to what? 53, 52. Uh, um, yeah, you're going to, yeah, it's going to be down about, about 53, 53 man roster there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going to have some cuts, but again, it's better that you're going to start with a larger pool. You know, mm -hmm. next year it's uh much shorter, much smaller pool to even go in. It's 50 man roster. My bad. 50 man roster to go yeah, sorry. start the year. Once you get cut out of camp, Next year, it's going to be, uh, if I'm remembering right, it's about 57 or so that will have to go. But it's much, yep. much shorter next season. So, uh, yeah, good time to at least get, again, cream of the cream of the crop as right. they will and necessary, of course, right. as we've already talked about in other shows. Which, which is why you'll see when we, when we talk about some of these cuts here. Some of the names are surprising, but that's just kind of how cutthroat everything is. On the Memphis side, Alex Kessman, Willie Henry, Brandon Wright. I mean, I'm actually Kessman. I'm surprised to see go uh, Birmingham. I mean, with Eli Walker, Zaquandre uh, White. Again, these are guys that produced for that yeah. team. But when you look at the the names coming in, we already talked about Nick Tayano a little bit, um, which kind of you know added fuel to the fire on AJ McCarron. We've since seen Brandon Silver's come in, but still things are indicating that McCarron's coming in. And then the Brahmas, which we already knew, <laughs> we already knew they had, yeah. uh, they had, they had, uh, uh, it's similar to the generals, right? Remember when the generals just signed everybody in yes. the off season, they, that was the Brahmas went, this year. They went overboard. I mean, yeah. the list, I mean, I, the reason I didn't even type it out on our notes is because James, I mean, you look at this dude, it's, I think it's like 20. Yeah. It's like 20 players. They had to drop. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, we're seeing right off the bat. Right off the bat, both Cone and Benkert out, which we, I think we were talking about before the show started, that I think it was rumored that Benkert might step away, which is yeah, similar, he, again, a real similar situation to where we were last season where he was going to play for the Roughnecks. He mm -hmm. stepped away, ended up coming in midseason for the Brahmas, and then unfortunately got injured. And, yeah, he actually mentioned on Twitter that he apparently had mentioned two months ago to the UFL that he's not coming back. So they must have held out. I, my guess is they held out and hoped that maybe he changed his mind. Yeah. But yeah, too bad. Cause even we saw that on the train, like when we saw that originally on the roster list, we were shocked to even see it. 
and it's expected. He's got his own career with, uh, I believe, Sleeper, actually, yeah. the fantasy app. He's he's doing digital items right now. He's, he's got his own thing going on. He's doing just fine. Uh, Cone was a shock, though. Uh, Bollage, we're running back there. One of the workhorses for the team last season was another one. And the other one that stuck out to me, or, well, two of them stuck at me. Michael Scott, you know, mm-hmm. dependable the edge office. rusher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pump. not only the office, but also <laughs> depend on Russia. Thank you. One of the best, jo- one of the best inside name jokes in spring football right there yeah. is Michael Scott. <laughs> the other one, and it's because we've talked about it, and I'm actually surprised no one else has brought this up too much yet, um, Christopher Dunn, kicker. And the only reason I bring it up is a, a certain uh, Donald De La Hay gets one less pe- person to compete with yep. on that roster. And keep in mind, keep in mind, they don't have a designated punter on that roster right now. Mm-hmm. I We're think, a little bit I think closer they might keep to both. destroying. They, it might happen. It I might think they happen. might keep both if he is good enough at punting, or because I don't think he beats Amendola. But if they if they feel like he's a better punter, and I don't know what Amendola's experience is at punting that mm-hmm. I am aware of, destroying might be a Brahma. Yeah, that 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 basically opens that door because without done there, kind of feels like that door is wide open now. Well, I'll just tell you this, just because, you know, beyond the podcast, beyond the podcasts, we also have, you know, a little thing, pfnewsroom.com. So I get to look at the data and see, you know, what things people are looking at on the website. And I'll tell you, that article about destroying join, joining the Brahmas is one of our top articles this year. Now, I know we're only a month and a half into the year, but still, it beat out. I mean, we put out. I don't know, maybe a hundred different pieces of content in between the beginning of the year and now, and it's in the top five, it might even be in the top three in most views, most viewed pieces on our website. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's something to that. There's the, I, I get the one argument of, well, you're taking an opportunity from a player, but I will say this. It does seem like he is, he does want to play. So, Hey, you know what? There's an opportunity for him, but it, it does seem to bring a new kind of viewership to the league. Hopefully a younger TikTokier, memeier, uh, somebody that will spread the wordier type of crowd. You know, hey, my guy destroying is playing in the Brahmas this weekend. We should go and do a thing or whatever it might be. And I can't be mad at that. I can't at all. And I can't be no. mad at him, you know? No, and if that, like I said, as long as, you know, it, it, the, the spot's open. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. Like, the, I was really, and it's kind of hard to, you know, and we see this in some of the cuts too, where, you know, wishful thinking. I was kind of hoping, and I'm going to circle this back in an example of Memphis. Wishful thinking, I actually was hoping Alex Kessman and Brandon White, Wright would, would be competing in camp with their own counterparts in like Matt Coughlin and co. But, mm-hmm. you know, some stuff doesn't uh, doesn't have as much preference in terms of evaluation. And usually this is one of those positions, unless you're like really paranoid about your kicking spot and you need to get some hardcore eval, doesn't really look like, for example, Memphis wanted that. And mm-hmm. if I'm a betting man with San Antonio, I don't think they will really want it either. Like I said, I I have a good I am going on the preference that I do believe now that Matt Amendola is going to be your kicker and destroying, or as I'm going to be professionally call, saying his name, Donald De La Haye, is probably going to be the punter out there. Mm-hmm. Unless they feel like one can do both, which saves a roster spot. But I don't think they'll let one of them go i think both are going to stay so it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm fascinated to see where that goes. Just that's, yeah. a, ra- that's a tidbit that kind of got lost in that post but yeah for destroying fans there you go that's uh yeah. that's a One pretty good closer. open avenue and i mean know? if you look from year to year last year he was like a, a guest sideline reporter for a what a game or two he, and he was, then within yeah, a year a sideline analyst yeah <laughs> and within a year he made his way to, that gives me hope zach hey you know one year i was just yapping out front yep. about the ufl on camera like- next year cheerleader <laughs> if i can just ca- do the catch of destiny and correctly land in bounds i well, will become a tight end <laughs> sign it up i, you I will become and this I'll is another reason Gronk. you all need to come out to spring stock three and again if you can't make it i get it but you can also tune in live over here on youtube another reason you subscribe click the bell it builds morale also lets you know when we go live for instance every monday 6 p.m eastern with around the ufl it'll even let you know when this goes up every friday at 9 a.m eastern man we got so much content uh and that's just the podcast but anyway anyway speaking of new and content we do have a couple new items from the ufl oh do you have a point or no no No, i was wanting you to go ahead sorry sorry so we have officially new ufl shop and along with that the ufl game ball which if if you look closely it's not much different it really isn't much different than what no. we saw a couple months back maybe a month back everything kind of blends together uh when danny garcia and the rock were announcing the league they had the ball out there it's got Barely. the same silver uh font on it too so it, yep. that was pretty much it except the yep. other side's different for the most part it's a little bit different now I'll, I'll say this again you know i get it because it is there isn't like a replica ball you're buying the game ball when you buy it. So it is pricey. I mean, the day, you know, you can go to Walmart, get a t- cheap $20 NFL ball. This ain't it for the UFL. You're looking at 175 big ones. I'll say this though. You can, so you can buy it at the UFL shop, but you can also buy it at big game USA who makes the ball, which mm-hmm. they've made basically every spring league ball, whether it was the XFL 2020 ball with the X pebble technology, People forget that one. I remember I missed, it. I miss that so I, much. Me too. I, oh my it's God, a shame that, that went away. Uh, all the way to the Spring League, to the USFL, to the XFL last year, and now the UFL game, Big Game USA. They've kind of been in the mix on all of it. Uh, so you can get the ball over there. But they also have the individual team balls. Um, un- unfortunately, it's not similar to the 2020 XFL. It's more similar to the 2023 USFL where there's a little team badge kind of mm-hmm. on the bottom of the ball. But if you want that, if you want your team ball, that's where you can get them. They're over at uh, Big Game USA because I didn't see them on the UFL shop. Um, but they did cut yeah. down on a lot of merch. It is They have like a polo, a shirt, a hoodie, and a hat, I think, for each team. I, that's about I it. took I took the L uh, the, today, by the way, with the shop dropping. Yeah. So behind the curtain... Um, if you remember me talking with you earlier this week, I had a great plan coming up for possibly the next uh, UFL podcast where mm-hmm. I was going to have a USFL snapback with a XFL t-shirt. And oh, no. They took the links down. 
So you cannot uh. buy any of that merch anymore. Um, I was waiting because, you know, fiscally responsible non-merch sack said, don't do it yet. Just give it a They'll put it on day. sale. Yeah, they'll put they it don't. on sale. Nope, it's too late. It's too late. So uh, no, <laughs> no uh, interleague... <laughs> Mixing of a merch, Zach, is coming your way unless I find it uh, secondhand on eBay, which mm-hmm. do I really want to take that risk? We will find out <laughs> yeah, at some yeah, point, yeah. depending on the prices. But, uh, you know, that is one that is one thing. But, hey, they, you knew this was coming. So other than that, uh, I do like some of the merch currently up. One thing I will say, and this helps our show, mm-hmm. um, if you like Breaking Tea, I was curious. Did they keep doing Breaking Tea's exclusive merch on their site? Because on the new UFL shop, they use breaking tea designs. Um, only reason I could tell is the helmet logos. They yep. use a very similar helmet logo for every one of them on the UFL, USFL shop. Mm-hmm. And so they partnered with breaking tea here. Now all those teams are using that. And I confirmed breaking has exclusive designs, not on the UFL shop. And this is where the plug comes in, baby. We have a 10% discount with breaking tea. So if you're looking for any new merch, as it drops, as of today's recording, or as you're going to hear tomorrow, yesterday, that's 10% off your payment for brand new items. There's a great new Panthers Let's Hunt shirt I am picking up. It's this like big poppin' logo. I, I got to do it, and it's one that's going to be in my collection soon. That 10% off discount helps you at shopping, and it helps us support our shows here on PFN. So check that out. And yeah, solid new merch. Um, they're going to probably be adding a lot more. It's early on still a lot of stuff flying around. I like the new website, by the way, that comes with it for the shop and the actual website. Cause mm-hmm. the last website was basically a drop page and yep. you being you, you would know this very well. Um, much, much more intuitive and much more user-friendly this time around. Uh, but good updates. Uh, and they actually I'd have say, a UFL yeah. logo shirt, which they don't have on the shop, on the UFL mm. shop. I noticed that too. Yeah. There's a few things. A few items on that shop specifically are only that shop right now. Maybe yeah. it transfers over later because we did see this with the USFL. But Breaking Tea, it's official league merch. So they have their own like exclusive to website stuff. They keep only on Breaking Tea. And it's front page, by the way. Like mm-hmm. you can see, like you go on there, they are advertising UFL, like first column, everything yeah. UFL. So you can't miss it. It's right there. And they should have, I believe it's one t-shirt per team, or at least I think like five or six of the teams at least have a t-shirt right now. So yeah, they're gonna they don't more. have a rough them up shirt yet. They still, they have some of the logo, uh, the slogans wild. like giddy up, go boats, let's hunt. But we need that. I think they're, they're not sure because I've seen them use drill baby drill a lot lately, which got to pick one. <laughs> rough them up i'm just gonna say politically speaking rough them up is probably the one you want to use i'm just i get no you we, know i get it in texas yeah i get they're gonna like drill baby drill but for the rest like the northern states they're probably gonna look at that a little bit differently than i think you, uh, other, you know people in texas are actually working on the oil rigs i'm just saying i mean we talked about the little things avoid the little things when it comes to spring leagues Drill Baby Drill might be one of them. Rough them up on the other end. Or you know what? Who cares if it makes sense? All in. All, all in. 12-0. and 0. The Roughnecks. All, all in. in. That's what we're going to do this year. All Sign in. Sign us up. All in represents the rough, the oil worker that goes and uses money to financially gain himself ahead of the curb. So I'll tell you this. I'm if there's at. anybody that has the coolest toys you've ever met, and I'm not talking like action figures. I'm talking like cool cars and, and boats and stuff. 
it's the oil workers. I'll tell you what. I I I don't even know how much they make. I just know that they make a lot more than me because this dude. I, every time I see him, he's got like a new truck wrapped with Texan stuff. A new yeah, wrap. Those dudes. Those dudes. And then he gets bank, like Camaros. Yeah. I mean, my guy, sign him up. That's dangerous so, work right there. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That and uh, line workers, man. Dude, you can make some bank. So, hey, if you're young and you're not sure what to do and you don't mind manual labor, if you become a line worker, or oil worker, one of those dirty jobs, dude, you are going to make bank. You're gonna, good. You'll probably, yeah. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. Um, so, it's nice to see some new merch. No jerseys yet, but that kind of feeds into the rumors that we're going to see an update on the jerseys. Which kind of makes sense because what were they going to do? Have half manufactured by one, the other manufactured by another. So one of them is going to yeah. change. What are we going to see? Are we going to see the the USFL more stylized like the XFL? Are we going to see the XFL kind of styled down closer to the USFL? I would actually wouldn't mind a mix of like I I would like the Roughnecks old style better, but okay, let's just say the Roughnecks kept their style and the Stallions kind of kept their style and they just kind of move you know, merge the manufacturer. I would be fine with that. If anything, it gives a little bit more breath to the different designs in the league to where colors aren't even that much of a, a difference. You have a, a stylistic difference as well mm-hmm. to kind of differentiate the team. So I wouldn't be too angry at that, but they're not on the site. Um, you would assume we'll get those probably by the 23rd for training camp. You would, you think those would be ready. Cause that's generally around the time they do like media day and, and things like that. Um, now, there were some, I think, was it all teams or with the XFL where they had the practice jerseys last year? Or was it just some? So I know that. So who knows? We'll have to see. But it should be soon. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be coming up. I will say that, you know, I'm curious what they do with the USFL ones because some of those designs weren't too bad. I know, like, for example, going mine, I don't know what they're going to do with Michigan's, but. I would recommend leaving like some like, look, Michigan's mm-hmm. I feel you should leave alone. Birmingham. I really want them to leave alone too. Although I, if they feel like they need to change it the most, I think the most vocal I've seen people talk about is actually Memphis's. I think, yeah, like, I think that people, seen people like they changed it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people like really like, Oh, I'm completely okay. If they change Memphis, but like Michigan, you can't get rid of the champagne silver helmets. If you do, I and others will very much be vocal about why you made that move. Uh, that's a cl- that is a retro icon in football and is a classic now from both generations of the USFL. Stallions, I mean, it's changed with both. So I mean, as long as you keep it close enough and it looks co- looks solid and it doesn't look to me too over the top, I'm all right. But like, you know, for the most part, we know it's coming. We're just, we're gonna we're gonna see how that goes and uh, other small bits are gonna be doing as they need with that. My final take on any changes and items coming up with like. USFL merch and shop and the website and all that. Um, and it just kind of goes into how we are learning about these transactions. Look, I know stuff's kind of crazy right now. Um, we saw with both these leagues, they took different approaches to how they did transactional announcements. One did have a waiver wire for a bit in the XFL. The other tweeted out transactions on basically a daily basis per team. Now they're doing the PR and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But let me give you advice can we have a transaction page like physically on the website? I prefer that all the time. And this is, this is every professional league. They do this. The NFL does it. MLB, NBA. Can we get a transaction page? I feel like that should be a standard with any sports website. Surprisingly, it's not with some, 
Um, mm. But it does need to be. So uh, my little tidbit that I hope makes it into the internet ether and um, we can start talking about, let's, let's get that in there. You know, I yeah. want to see that before March 30th because I, w- I think it's very important when we get into season and we start seeing guys that maybe they become available post NFL draft and they want to jump in late season during the, some of the stretch runs, you know, like what's some injuries and some changes. We, that should be available soon. I hope it's mm-hmm. soon. That should be the next yeah. thing they work on, on the website. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. I mean, they're, they're starting to expand the website out a little bit more. It's getting a couple more sections. They're starting to build it out. It's, I don't think it's where it needs to be just yet, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I'd love to see that transaction page. Just, it makes everything so much easier to kind of find and sort through rather than, you know, James, James Larson's timeline. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you, James. I appreciate you. I'm just saying league might want to take some notes because, uh, you know, probably will be a little bit, bit better of a quality of life move for everyone involved, including yourself, by the way. Right. Yeah. So. No, 100 percent. Absolutely. I think that's it, though, Zachy boy. I don't yeah. know if we have anything else. It was a fun show, a big show. Six weeks away from kickoff, six weeks away from spring stock three, March 30th and March 31st. Day one in Arlington, 9 a.m. Central. Day two in Houston, 8 or 9 a.m. Central. I'll have to figure that out. But we're partying in the parking lot, so stay tuned for details. Hey, make sure you're following us over on social media at UFL Podcast, at Around the UFL, at PFL, PFN Newsroom. Uh, you know, at, at all the things Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you know where to find us. Oh, yes. Uh, you can find Zach at Zach Kyleman. You can find me at The Ref Says. Uh, Here's another thing. I always, I always, you know, I should mention this at the beginning, but I do feel nice about not shilling everything at the beginning. But if you made it this far, do me a solid, like the video, like the video. If you're on audio, review the podcast. And if you haven't done, do the same for around the UFL. If you checked out around the UFL, we're also on the audio platforms now as well. So if that's your thing, we do have a a non-visual version and uh, you know, it would help if you go review us over there as well. Uh, Zach, any final thoughts? Uh-oh, as we head into the weekend. <laughs> Make sure that you, final thought, check in on your microphone. Make sure it's okay. <laughs> no, oh, we're I'm fine. We're good. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, other other than that, um, no, can't wait to see what else uh, comes out and just any final like PRs that get sorted out because training camp's underway. I mean, it's next week. Next week? It's next it's week. Real. It's getting big. <laughs> Think Isn't about that. They report next week, Stefan. It is right here. <laughs> it's going to be a blink away in the season. We're going to be at spring stock three talking about, I can't believe we're here already. And then the next thing yeah. you know, we're going to be at summer stock three being like, I can't believe it's the end of the season already. Yeah. And then hopefully next time you think we'll be at spring stock four for UFL season and, two and summer stock three too. I mean, we got that coming up. Like, oh yeah. man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. So we hope you join us for along the way again, why you want to be following us, why you want to be subscribed, but until next time, folks sign you 